At the intersection of vision, technology, and strategy, you will find the secrets to unlocking the world's most ambitious digital experiences. Join us on Reshape Digital as we seek out the groundbreaking ideas that are reshaping the digital landscape. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Reshape Digital. My name is Chris Lico. And I'm Stephen Boucher. And today's episode is brought to you by Open, Canada's fastest growing digital agency. In today's episode, we want to discuss recession-proofing your digital skills. So I was reading an article that kind of talks about the impact of a hypothetical next recession and how it's going to um, do a lot of damage to millennials and to um, you know their job market. So as a lot of people know today, uh, North American markets are what I would call stumbling a little bit, and many people are predicting a recession. The you know something that's interesting about what's happening right now is that the wounds from two thousand eight still feel pretty fresh. I think um, I wouldn't say that companies are still reeling from it, but there's some long lasting effects that um, you know still impact t- today's job market and um, today's organizations. So I think that for millennials, another recession would feel like a proverbial nail in the coffin for their jobs market. Um, many people in this demographic group were graduating from post-secondary education around the time frame of 2008. And studies have shown that the tough job market in 2008 resulted not only in brief unemployment, but an entire decade of lost wages. Mm. So what happened was, you know, around 2008, people were unemployed or underemployed um, because of the recession. And naturally, um, that lowers wages. And what ends up happening is um, it takes a long time for those wages to actually pick back up. So 10 years later, um, people are still feeling it. In fact, they did a study in 2014, um, and they found that despite a much larger economy and a far wealthier North American continent, millennials were earning no more than Generation X was at the same age, and 10% less than baby boomers were at the same So... To compound this effect, twice as many millennials have borrowed money for education than the previous generation, and they borrowed twice as much because tuition is twice what it was for Generation X or previous generations. Um, So, you know, before we go down too much of a rabbit hole here, I'm not trying to start a pity party for our demographic. Yeah, there are so many directions we can take this podcast currently i i have to bite my tongue but we'll we'll continue so i think we'll leave the politicking (laughs) to someone else's podcast but um you know what i want to actually discuss today is the impact of this hypothetical second recession and what it would do to millennials and by extension the businesses that employ millennials and their digital landscape so to understand the hypothetical impact of a recession it's worth looking back at 2008 to see what we experienced. Um, We now have 10 plus years of statistics that showcase the long-term effects of an event like our most recent recession, Uh, which is really interesting because, you know, you could look back at what happened in the Great Depression in the 1930s, and it's really hard to equate what happened then to what could happen today. The world is such a different place. Mm -hmm. But 2008 is pretty fresh, and we're now far enough out that we have relatively long-term data on what happened. So 
we all know that small businesses are the largest job creators in North America, but a lot of people may not know how important they are to the jobs market. So in the U.S., half of the private sector workforce is employed by small businesses. While these businesses have created 65% of total new jobs since 1995, it's no exaggeration to say that small businesses are the backbone of North America's jobs market. Jobs at small businesses fell 60% between December 2007 and February 2010, which represented a 40% larger decline than large businesses. So now, I mean, those are kind of crazy statistics. It shows how important small businesses are to the North American job market, but it also shows how much more impacted they were by the recession. Now, when you pair this statistic with the industries that were hit the hardest by the recession, you see an interesting pattern. So some of the top 10 were office supplies, printing, cement manufacturing, lumber and building materials, right? So a pattern becomes clear here. These are the types of small businesses that thrive on contracts from larger organizations. So when the biggest enterprises tighten the coffers, the small ones are hit the hardest. Right. They don't have the same cash reserves. They don't have the same size of workforce. And so um, it, it truly can bankrupt an organization where with a larger one, there might be some layoffs, um, but they might not feel it as heavily. So what does this mean for the digital landscape? We live in a world where digital projects are becoming more specialized and the skill sets required to deliver on them are more frequently outsourced. And so you have agencies like Open that live on contracts from large enterprises, but more importantly, they employ mostly millennials. Mm -hmm. The younger demographic brings to the table a newer skill set that allows agencies to capitalize on modern technology and deliver on ambitious projects that clients couldn't do themselves. So you have this group of, you know, what you could call over-leveraged, underemployed people between the ages of 23 and 38 that you could argue have found a safe haven from a challenging job market among digital agencies because these are the types of organizations that actually value the skill sets that they're bringing to the table and understand kind of the modern challenges of the workforce and the modern skills that are required. And this is important because millennials now represent more than half of the North American workforce. Right. It's an interesting thing. Just like the industries you mentioned earlier, digital agencies and marketing firms are often, like a lot of small businesses, are often the first to feel the, uh, the, uh, the, the brunt of an economic uh, correction. Uh, to put this in perspective, in 2008, marketing giant Omnicom slashed over 3,000 jobs by the end of that year. Uh, here's an interesting one, though. We're talking about all types of marketing, but after the 2008 stock market crash, newspaper spending, uh, newspaper advertising spend in the U.S. fell by 27%, radio by 22%, magazine advertising by 18%, outdoor advertising by 11%, and online advertising only fell by 2%. Wow. So to your point, it, there is kind of a cushion of protection in, among uh, uh, digital advertising agencies because... It's more targeted. It's, it's actually the most cost-effective means of advertising as opposed to kind of a shotgun approach right. from other tra more traditional forms of advertising. Right. It's way more targeted. And it's, in theory, it's the most frequently outsourced because it's a more specialized skill set. Right. Right. If you look again at an agency like Open, the skill sets that we have here are much more specialized. And so a lot of the clients we work with don't have an in-house team that can actually manage these types of projects. 
And so I think what's interesting here is you're seeing this pattern where the digital world is being impacted less than kind of the traditional media world yes. is. But at the same time, you look at these industries that are most heavily impacted by um, a recession, and you're seeing all these industries that, again, thrive on these contracts from large organizations. And the same is true for digital agencies. Mm -hmm. And so do you think that, you know, let's say, again, this hypothetical recession that's coming up, do you think if, if we were oh, hit by... Coming. Oh, it's coming? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. You heard it here first. Um, so this, this again, I'm going to say hypothetical recession because I don't want anyone taking financial I'm advice. I'm never wrong. I'm only early. <laughs> okay. Do not take financial advice from this podcast. <laughs> do not let it affect your stock market decisions. But, you know, what I, what I want to ask, Stephen, is do you think that um, digital agencies are going to feel the, the brunt of the impact of a recession, especially given that these agencies are often employing millennials and run by millennials that may not have the financial resources um, to actually sustain these businesses. You know, it's hard to say. I think uh, when it comes to digital, I think a lot of larger organizations will look at what occurred in 08 and they'll see, you know, how organizations that didn't completely cut online digital spending actually uh, perform well. And there's a reason for this because uh, brand building is essential, even in an economic downturn. Right. A lot of uh, organizations will kind of flip the switch on that just because it's not, you know, they don't view it as essential to their core business activities. Right. However, um, and, and the dangerous part is they actually won't notice the long-term effects of switching off their brand, right? Because they have the residual effects of mm -hmm. previous uh, marketing activities. But then... Um, you know, you can't just wake up when the economy is improving and then pick up where you left off. Brand building's a constant thing. So I think um, I think they will look at lessons from 08 and understand, yeah, we actually should uh, maintain our uh, digital marketing activities. Right. And one thing I think that I noted in the statistics you were, you were highlighting is that, you know, as much as we talk about the, the digital world only, um, you know, there's a lot of agencies out there that are doing things in the digital space, but in traditional media as well, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that one thing that's undervalued in agencies is these, these call it a, a jack of all trades, right? Um, a lot of agencies employ these, these young people that are highly educated um, and, and highly aware of the world around them and they're on top of technology um, and they're kind of at the, at the bleeding edge of what's going on in the digital world. And so they end up with this, this huge variation in their skill set. What that means for them as an individual is that they can be valuable to their organization in a number of different ways, Yeah. right? And what that means to the organization is that in a recession scenario, if the organization has to pivot in order to stay afloat, they have the people internally that can do that. Right. Right. And so it doesn't result in, in job losses. It doesn't result in cuts. And more importantly, it, it means that these individuals can keep their jobs and keep contributing to a con an economy that's, in theory, it's suffering. Right. I think what you're saying makes perfect sense. You're essentially uh, describing diversification. Right. right. And, I, and I think that applies at both the individual level, so protecting your, your own job security, and also at the organizational level. So digital agencies 
uh, this is just a speculation, but perhaps the ones that specialize the most, like the ones that are most nascent, they may, depending on what uh, markets they specialize in, they may actually uh, not do so well in an upcoming economic downturn. But the ones that uh, can pivot more effectively or um, their services are just inherently very flexible, right. I think those are the ones that will actually succeed. Right. I, I think that's important, right? Because while we talk about specialization, um, you're also looking at these things that are now fundamental to the function of an enterprise. Mm-hmm. And so where in 2008, as much as you hate to admit it, there were still a lot of businesses that weren't all the way online. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, you know, the world's a lot different today. And um, the services that agencies provide to these huge organizations are actually fundamental to their operations. Without these services, they couldn't succeed. 100%. I think, I think it was kind of a wake-up call. And I think since the last recession, a lot of organizations, traditional organizations, so think of things like um, um, municipal utilities, uh, universities, these institutions that have been around for you know, hundreds of years, right? Oxford University is older than the Aztec civilization. <laughs> now... They're they're doubling down on 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 digital because yeah. that's it's almost like a it's like it's like a cloak to wear to protect you from from these economic downturns. It's the least risky in a way because it's the most targeted. Absolutely, it's the most targeted. It's the most cost efficient, and so um, they see the opportunity for efficiency, and they cut anything that's not efficient. Right, and right. you come back to this this two thousand eight scenario of trim the fat where in the United States alone, I think over 8 million people lost their jobs in a span of three years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the people that went first were those specialists. Yeah. You, you look at a large enterprise, and, and I sh- I, you know, to, to clarify, I don't mean the specialists that are fundamental to the function of a business, but I think the, the people that maybe um, didn't have as much perceived value in the organization at the time. Mm-hmm. So let's say the company was moving to digital and then they scrapped, um, you know, their digital efforts because they said, Oh, it's too much money that we're spending. Let's stick to what we know. Yeah. Right. I think when you, when you end up in a recession, whether it's individuals investing in the stock market or the largest organizations, everyone plays it safe. Mm-hmm. So rather than taking risks, they go back to what they know, you know, who didn't play it safe, Amazon, in 2007, they were investing heavily in Amazon Web Services. And after the recession, they doubled down and look where they are today. Right. And so, um, you know, I think that what ended up happening was they, all these organizations call it trim the fat. And all these people with incredible digital skill sets realized that, you know, maybe they wouldn't be as valued in a large enterprise, at least not in the climate of 2008. Mm-hmm. So they either went and joined an agency or went and started their own. And they decided, okay, if I have a specialized skill set, why don't I offer it to everybody instead of just one organization? Sure. And so now you have this climate where, you know, all these agencies exist to provide their services to large enterprises and they've become a necessity because enterprises run leaner than they ever have and they outsource more services to somebody who really gets how to do it. Right. So I think we've talked a lot about kind of the macro level of, of what do businesses do and, and how does that symbiotic relationship um, between small and large organizations become impacted by a recession? Um, but if you're an individual, right, particularly a millennial that works in a digital discipline, whether it's 
um, you know, web development, design, marketing, et cetera. Um, how do you recession proof yourself? How do you make sure that, you know, in the event of an economic downturn, particularly because millennials are the most overexposed financially generation, um, how do you actually protect yourself from the circumstances of a recession? Well, it's um, like we discussed before, diversification, I think, is, is a big part of it. You know, when you're building skills and you're, um, you're learning new things, you're essentially you're, you're investing in yourself, right? So you kind of have to diversify that portfolio, not to be too cheesy <laughs> here, but, uh, you know, you think of people, uh, you know, you think of past uh, economic, major economic shifts in history, right? You know, th- think of the people who, who invested in, in training horses when cars were invented. You, you right. know what I mean? Like disruptive technologies. Like some of it is truly unforeseeable. Right. And uh, I don't think, you know, fundamentally there's a way to truly recession-proof anyone. Mm-hmm. But I think diversifying that portfolio based off of, you know, I- indications from the 2000, research from 2008, yeah. how online only dropped 2% of all digital, uh, sorry, of all marketing spend in general. Exactly. So I think that's probably where people want to allocate their resources is online, maybe not focus too much on the other stuff, be right. familiar with it. And as for online, learn as much as you can. Yeah, and I think, you know, you made an interesting point talking about the people who were training horses when the automobile was um, becoming ubiquitous. Or, or the, the building, uh, creating uh, candles when that jerk Thomas Edison came <laughs> around and ruined everything. Exactly. And, you know, I think that, like you say, no one can predict what's going to happen. But I think that in any instance of, um, call it turmoil, whether it's an economic downturn, whether it's um, natural disaster, whether it's war, right? These, are, these things are all tragic and they impact millions of people. And somehow these, these societies are, I don't want to be a, too extravagant here, but they're reborn out of the ashes in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that people always find new opportunities out of uh, these instances of turmoil or tragedy. And I think that the important thing is not to, to have your ear to the ground in a way that you're the next Thomas Edison or Henry Ford or Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, that's one in a million or even one in a billion. But sure. I, I think what you need to do is you need to pay attention to the way the market is shifting and, and pay attention to your industry and say, am I doing the things within my discipline that are the most impactful and the most groundbreaking? And are these things going to be valuable going forward? Mm-hmm. So on the last podcast, we talked about the idea of AI replacing designers and developers yeah, yeah. In, in web projects. And you want to go, okay, well, you know, when, when the layoffs start in this next recession, could I be replaced by a robot? Mm-hmm. And, and that's not just factory workers anymore. There's a lot of skill sets that are becoming um, either obsolete or streamlined, yeah. right? So a marketing discipline, for example, what a marketer can do today versus 30 or 40 years ago is remarkable because they're empowered by so many tools and technologies. And so a lot of the things that a marketer would do, right, um, even even the basics of SEO, I mean, you don't yeah. have to actually know the basics of SEO today. Obviously, the technical side's a whole other world, but mm-hmm. as far as content, there's so many tools out there that can help you do it that 
you know, knowing, knowing content SEO is becoming, I, I wouldn't say it's all the way there, but it's becoming a ubiquitous skill set that everybody has. Very true. You raised a good point, actually, about the online mar- advertising market might be uh, kind of a little more cushioned by the, by the impact of an uh, upcoming recession. But, you know, based off of another podcast we did, it actually, you know, we have to look inwardly as well and say, uh, you know, we talked about how digital advertising itself may be a bit of a bubble, maybe, right? right, in the sense that it's overvalued. Companies are investing millions and millions and millions in digital advertising, but then you look at things like distorted figures, you know, um, the fact that, uh, what was it, a third of all ad clicks are actually accidental. Yeah. They're overvalued. They look great on a dashboard, but the actual business value, there's a lot of, uh, there's a strong case to be made that it's, it is, in fact, overvalued. So even within, not to uh, derail the, the theme of this podcast, <laughs> but even within our industry, there, there are lots of things that we have to look at pretty seriously and think, are we, uh, are, are there manufactured bubbles in, in our right. own industry? right. And I think that in theory, you know, if, if the agility and the, um, call it the ear to the ground, is baked into your organization, then you're already recession-proof. Yeah. Right? For that exact reason. If you know that the industry you're operating in is a bubble and you see that it's going to burst, you're already thinking about pivoting. You're already going, what's my mm-hmm. next move? How do I adjust? What kind of skill sets do I need either internally or do I need to hire? And so I think that across the board, you know, the notion of being recession proof, I mean, that should be part of your identity anyways, even without a recession, your skill set can become obsolete. hundred percent. Right. hundred percent. I think, uh, to give you an example, um, going back to how advertising is overvalued, one of, one of the worst offenders may actually be Facebook. (laughs) The social statistics, a lot of them are atrocious. Uh, in fact, Facebook, I, I, the reason I, I point, I, I'm picking on Facebook is because they actually kind of messed around with some of the figures on uh-huh. video plays, and that was a big scandal for a while. But I think about that, and I, and I wonder, you know, how will this, the, the super small shops that specialize exclusively in Facebook yeah. campaigns, right? How will, how will they be affected? Absolutely. And uh, I, don't, I don't think it's that, uh, I think the future may be bleak. I could be wrong, but we'll see. We'll see. You never really know. And that's why you don't listen to our podcast for financial advice. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we're, we're really interested in, in how things like the, the shifts in the market actually impact our digital landscape. And I think that um, it's something that maybe people don't think about enough. Everyone's mm. thinking about the factors that lead to a recession and what the banks need to do to mitigate that and all these things. But at the end of the day, I mean, downturns in the market happen, whether it's a recession or whether it's anything else. And so you should always be prepared. You know, I just thought of something. I, I wrote a blog post a while back. It's called Learning Digital Transformation from the Amish. And this is a community that's existed for 400 years. And their population is actually growing substantially. <laughs> so they've kind of withstood all of this with... Um, uh, uh, limited technological adoption. And I think the reason is they've been very, every technology they have adopted since they were kind of founded as a society has been very well thought out. They thought they didn't just jump on a trend. They didn't uh, say, oh, this might be easy right now. They thought about how it will affect their community. They thought very long term. 
and they looked at it from every angle. They actually get all the, uh, it depends based on the community, but sometimes they'll have like the whole town meet and they'll debate like, should we adopt this, uh, right. this tractor, <laughs> right? And there's, there's different, they, they all have different levels of uh, technological adoption, but it's a fascinating thing. And I, and I wonder, you know, sometimes do we move too quickly, right? Do we say, wow, my digital advertising numbers are looking great. Let's double down, Yeah. you know? And then all, all of a sudden, that budget that's been allocated has been, you, you find out it's been misallocated. Yeah. And those realities, sometimes they only come forward in a, in a time of economic crisis. 100%. And I think that the important thing is that those things are brought to light before a crisis strikes because mm-hmm. it's a lot harder to pivot during a crisis than it is to be pivoting as the crisis happens. Yeah. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, as always, we appreciate uh, you joining us for Reshape Digital. Thank you. Stay tuned for the next episode. <laughs>